I'm here at Brickvault Barbecue with Evan Leroy. Howdy. And uh, w- one of the two Reese brothers. Yes, sir. Uh, how, did, how did you two both get into barbecue as brothers? We started cooking in Austin in the backyard, kind of. And uh, <laughs> there you go. Wound up at Law Barbecue in Austin. Oh, really? And we cut briskets there for a little while and ended up leaving and we were ready to cook the whole thing yeah you had to get six or seven hours away from the barbecue once you were done cooking there at least yeah at least (laughs) and how did you uh, how'd you get invited out here evan um my wife and i took a road trip through west texas and new mexico in january we stopped by here it was shortly after like daniel's pieces about brick and convenience and a couple other places out here came out and um we stopped by food was great we hung out made friends that's that's, that's kind the of story. it yeah that's it well that's phil's here story. too you want to come sit down phil no come on come here here you can take my mic <laughs> we're, we're prof- this podcast is in front of a live pit room audience uh good old boy joey's here from uh, houston so, uh, how did you come to cooking barbecue out here in uh, Marathon? Marathon? Marathon or Marathon? Marathon. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I worked at the Gage, and we came up with the concept of having a barbecue place. Sorry. I've been with the Gage for 10 years, and we came up with the concept of having barbecue in Marathon in West Texas. And it took two years to get us to be where we wanted to be. Like to build out the building, have the pit room, but yeah, we're here now. Uh, it was a concept that we presented to the owner of the hotel, and he said, "Go for it, believe in what you're going to do." And so we went from there. Are you, uh, you know, you worked there for a while? Is there a reason why you wanted to go off on your own, or they didn't want to do the whole barbecue concept, or you were just ready to? Oh no, he he was all for it, and it, it's it's owned by the hotel. Oh, it is owned by the it hotel. It is owned by the hotel. And so, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the, the Gage does own Brick Vault. And he, he said, go for it. He was like, this is what you, what you really want to do. You go ahead. So, he's backing us and he loves it. What's the first thing you cooked? That I cooked? Sausage. Oh, yeah, sorry. Is that on that, the sausage pit that's over there? Uh-huh. And who built that? Uh, he's a local guy, Mike Johnson. He built it for us. He's here in town. Nice. How did y'all get into this? I mean, I know you were in Austin. You're just a super chef. Mr. Mr. Killer. Are you talking right? to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many awards have you, have you landed now? The Koshans, like, is that the biggest one? Um, I don't know, man. I don't. You don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, how did you guys meet each other? Like, what was the day like? Were you, did you come here or? It was a crisp winter January day. Warm, a warm January, warm January day. day. It started out pretty crisp. We warm. were in Alpine <laughs> wearing like hoodies and then we came here and it was hot. Nice. The drive out here is beautiful. That's, I mean, it's worth it. Come out here, obviously, for the barbecue and the beer <laughs> and the hotel and all of everything that West Texas is and has to offer. But, I mean, the drive, oh, is, the drive is awesome. Tell us about what. For people that, you know, there might be someone in Cambodia listening to this, what's West Texas like? Um, the coolest thing, I mean, I don't know, living in a city like Austin or just any city where you get out far enough and, like, if there's any elevation, you can see super, super, super far. Yeah. And any time that I feel like you can see really far, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> wow, that's so far away. <laughs> it sounds kind of dumb, but uh, I don't know, it's cool. Beautiful vistas, nice plateaus. You know, the desert has a big Big zone. Yeah. Big sky. Like right now, we could probably go see like 10 billion stars. Oh, yeah. Yeah, For sure. 
perks to being out here. For sure. Yeah. Big open skies. Did you grow up here? Or no, no, I'm, I'm originally from Fredericksburg. But I've been here for a while. Is that where you got inspired to make the beer, or...? Is that just like the a, sausage? The, the sausage, sausage inspiration. The sausage inspiration is different from Fredericksburg. So who has whose sausage do you like in Fredericksburg? Mm, Opus is all right. I mean, Opus is good. Opus. Opus is good. I mean, I know you, you probably make better sausage now. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you were just you were just dicing some up with some custom hot sauces and yeah. Do you think uh, Do you think part of the perks of barbecue is just kind of the snacks in the pit room? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, for sure. What are some good ones you guys been making? Shit, dude. We'll throw hot dogs on the pit every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, hot dogs on the pit chili are really good. <laughs> yeah. H-E-B has these new hot dogs <laughs> with brisket in them. They're really yeah. good, actually. But if you score them or cut them at all, you can go straight to hell. <laughs> Did you guys all feel that way? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with the hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a perfect tube. Yeah. You don't have no. to change anything about it. I think just throw it on a bun, a little mustard. A little mustard. That's all you need, man. Mustard Martin sure. potato bread, you know, just one slice, you know. Yeah. One Fold slice, over. that's all you need. Phil, you're a big mustard guy? Yeah. You, you like to make your own or like French's? No, no, no. We'll make our own tomorrow. Oh, yeah? For sure. We also French. love we also love Frenches too. Frenches, mm-hmm. shout out Frenches. <laughs> if, we're, if we're straight, just talking about hot dogs, then Frenches. Yeah, straight hot dogs, French. Yeah. But if it's like a, a specialty Polish sausage or why do you think it is that barbecue guys love like simple snacks and shit like that? You're making this extravagant, long thought out thing, but the snacks are always something. Yeah, but you don't want to sit down to like a huge meal of your own food. Yeah, that's true. It's so much and it's so heavy and it's like. <laughs> You're around it, you smell it, you see it all the time. You want to eat, like, different stuff. But also appreciating when you have done a good job and just be like, oh, man, this is going to be really good for those guys. It's exciting. Right. Do, you, do you have a preference? Like, do you ever, do you like when people get big platters? Are you always just looking for the person who's, like, super psyched to eat barbecue? I know no one likes the customer who's like, what is this? Is it good? The best thing is when people are ready and organized and if there's like a group they're just like all right we're getting a little bit of this and a pound of this and a half pound of that the most annoying and the worst thing is when there's like a family of like six and they all get the exact same two meat plate (laughs) one after another after another after another after another it's like guys we could have been done with this like 10 minutes ago and you would have been able like oh wow look at this huge plate of me it looks awesome we get that. All yeah, on. that's like our our constant out here. It's like the the two meat plate. Or if there's like a sandwich, sandwich. Yeah, so, you know. Here's your chance. Like people are gonna listen to this, so you can tell them like how do you properly order at a barbecue place? Besides being decisive, you just. It depends. I mean, if you're by yourself, you know, like give whatever you want. The two meat plate as much, you know, different things as you want to try. But if you're with a big group, you know, if you've had any any experience there, like. Listen to the person who's going, hey, we should get this, we should get that, we should get more of this, we should, you know. But, like, it's just, it's nice to get that big tray of meat. That's what everybody wants, For right? Sure. And you can, like, trust a cutter, you know, if you, yeah. if you feel like you can, I guess. If you're like, hey, we got six to eight, how much do we need, sort yeah. of a thing. That's always nice when they're like, hey, lay it on us, we're ready, we're yeah. hungry. Trust your cutter. Yes, some some people sure. are just down. Hey, that's the way to go. <laughs> Give that's me- how I am. Give me your best shot. Put put on there what you think I'd like. Yeah, I'm good. So, I mean, that also brings up the importance of a cutter. Uh, do you think why is a cutter so important? Is it just that they make them? You know, you're taking so much time for this thing. You want it to be sliced right. You want it to be. You want it to look at it right. What what makes a good cutter? What are they What are they looking for? They control it all. They have. I mean, they have every opportunity to present it as good as it can be or as bad it takes so damn long to cook the food that you you want to trust who's cutting it and we've got some good good people here thankfully but it's it's a lot of attention to detail and all pursuits are different and everything cuts differently and just the little you know the the eye to know when something's right or something needs to be cut a little thicker or thinner 
it's a lot a lot goes into it i would say it's more important than the cook honestly because you're you have the opportunity to present it just right or do the opposite it's the last line of defense right you have even if you have a terrible brisket cook there might be like one or two slices out of there that you can serve and then you're if you have somebody who's knowledgeable on the block then they can you know mine those out of there you know get those couple slices that are really good present them well and then chop the rest up and just like shove you know shove it off to the chop pile do you feel like I, i've i've now that i've been to so many barbecue places I've, I've actually seen it's like a it's like a move for some people they like do a distraction and then like sounds like you do a lot of cutting there i have yeah that's, that's the you, hog you, hog alarm oh, the hog alarm do we yeah. need to Take a pause for coals. Uh, I can see the temp gauge right here. It looks okay. Here we go. <laughs> We're good. We're, We're cooking and podcasting all at once. <laughs> Live here in Marathon. 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 You guys can really hear the, the nature that we're in, uh, right off of 290. So what, what these roads go back towards Austin, and then there's there's two other directions too, right? El Paso. El Paso. El Paso, and then you can go up to Midland. And then you can go up to Midland. Mm-hmm. You guys get a lot of traffic from a certain direction? Or? Lots of people like coming, going to Big Ben. Big Ben is the attraction, brings a lot oh, of people you, in. You and Big Ben straight from here too, right? Yeah. 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 So we get a lot of that, like on weekends, we have like a local crowd on Thursdays and Fridays usually, and then Saturdays and Sundays are people traveling around, and yeah, you see a lot of... People trying to load up before they go hiking. For sure. <laughs> or, or hungry afterwards, yeah. yeah. Uh, you have to you have to roll through that checkpoint. I wonder if they stop people and take their barbecue. That quarter <laughs> checkpoint on the way back. And be cruel. <laughs> yeah. They have those dogs. <laughs> I bet those dogs would, yeah, would point at that barbecue <laughs> We've got Elliot, the other Reese brother. On Tending the fire. Somebody. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to be working right now. Someone's got to be working. So, Phil, you got some custom pits. You've got a primitive, and I heard you're getting some more. Yeah, we're, uh, we're getting a mill scale. We're going to get a thousand-gallon mill scale coming pretty soon. I'm pretty excited about that. You've got their, uh, their yeah, we got their, yeah, we got their 94, too. That thing's beautiful. It's, they do such good work. I mean, they're very talented, and they're very, very, they're very proud of what they're doing. They take time. They appreciate the craft, and that's, it, it goes right along with barbecue, too. With what they're doing in their pits, they, it, they care about what they're doing. You can tell they care about everything that they do. Attention to detail on that, on the 94 and on their 1,000-gallon is beyond I, I don't know how to explain it they do sure. such a good job would you call them sculptors rather than i would builders? i would they're talented guys and they good. smoke cigars and they just got a cool look mm-hmm. they, they got everything going you on couldn't be much. cooler than those dudes yeah. <laughs> yeah good uh swag real real good merch. yeah they're swag. Real good, good merch they listen to jason isbell shout out jason isbell if you're <laughs> listening what did jason isbell do he they he love jason isbell yeah he they you know, he helps them weld the the gotcha. beautiful welds that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. He, through the, the airwaves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot going on with, I mean, there are now names in Texas barbecue pits, which five, ten years ago, there wasn't really anyone. You know, maybe if you had a restaurant, you knew a few of the brands, but yeah, now th- there's like celebrity in pit building. I think up until then it was like, oh, we know this guy's uncle, he's a welder, or like, Something like that. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys got some custom pits. I mean, that's what I have at my house. It's just a, a pipe or something. It's got flat sides and this weird elbow. Up until very recently, every single barbecue pit was very, very different. Um, made out of different things. The sizes of the chambers and the fire, like they, they just all like looked different. They all were kind of put together a little different. They all you know, worked a little different. Now it's just very, like, homogenous, you know? Everybody's got the same 
same offsets, same pits. That's why, you know, cooking on the little uh, direct pit we have over there, something that Brad specializes in. Um, Hog pits. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. And uh, you wanted to pit a pretty big hog back in Austin, right? Uh, this is the one. This is the one that we use. So really? that that fits a half hog. Um, if they're a little bit smaller, it can fit a whole. Um, yeah. And you guys cook whole hog regularly now? Yeah. It's it's on the menu every day. Every day? Mm-hmm. Is, is brisket on the menu every day now? Brisket is only on Saturdays. On Saturdays still. Yeah. Okay. Great. You guys, you guys, you're the wildest probably menu of everyone else. So. Um, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Compared to every barbecue place that is the same thing. Probably, day, yeah. You are very, you're wild <laughs> and you're different on one day. We look, I don't know, man. You know, we like to mix it up. Hell we yeah. Everyone should. I think that more places. Yeah. Look at Tejas. They, they right. did a couple specials. Now they're on the menu. Yeah. I think it's good to change that. It back. comes from the sourcing. We want to make sure we're sourcing everything responsibly. Everything we get is from Texas. Um, everything we get is, like, you know, obviously... No hormone, no antibiotic, like pasture-raised, really, really high-quality meat by people that we, you know, ra raised by people that we know. I heard 44 Farms just started selling meat to a big company, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we buy their cheeks. That's the only thing we get from 44. It's hard to get meat from them, right? I mean, it's not that hard for us to get their demand. cheeks just because it's not that, like, high of a price, like, thing. Um, we use heartbrand for the briskets. We got our pigs from South Texas, Peaceful Pork. Peaceful Pork? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what do they do that made you want to use them? They're a uh, heritage breed cross. So it's a large black and a red wattle. So they're really meaty, really fatty. They're pasture raised. Is that they're, what's on the pit right now? Yeah, it's on the pit right now. They're just really good. Are they, do they come out to your, your things? I mean, you're probably one of the more popular guys cooking their hogs. They are big supporters of us, and we are obviously big supporters of them, so yeah. Is that what you won the event with, too? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so, they're like, you guys are... Yeah, together. yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, anytime anybody comes and tries to sell us any other pork, it's just pretty much an automatic now, because we love them. So, for all y'all, the, the demand in meat is crazy. So... You know, it sounds like you've got a good portrait. Do you guys have trouble being out here at Marathon finding meat? Or? It's a struggle. We were on 44 Farms for a little while, and they cut back, and we've since switched to Heartbrand, which is we'd love as well. They're good. But uh, it is a little different. With different distributors out here, we can get some things through Texas, some things not through Texas. You know, it's, it's a little tougher for sure. Is it when you, like, unwrap one of the briskets, what... What lets you know, like, do you just, do you like the marbling, or it's easier to trim, or the fat's more developed, or what? I, th the heartbrain guy, like, the butcher process, the way they present it to you out of the package is consistent more consistent. Size, yeah. trim, shape, super wow. marbled. Yeah, they're easy to work with. I mean, you, you have a lot less, when you're trimming briskets, you have a lot less questioning going on. You're just yeah. busting them out and knocking them out. It's easy. To, to work with for sure. Yeah. They cook up nice. I guess. Yeah. They look yeah. great when you guys were wrapping. I'm excited to. Yeah. yeah they to cook up really nice. Good. Uh, do you think it's interesting that the world is? I mean, their their briskets getting sent to China and Japan. And do you think it's interesting that this thing that no one cared about not too long ago is now a worldwide craze? You guys get people coming from all over the world. We do. I mean, we. Majority of our guests are going to Big Ben, so you know people are coming from all over the world to see Big Ben. But when they come in here, they're like, "Oh, we want brisket," and then they you kind of have to explain it to them, like, "You want?" They're like, "Oh, we want brisket." All they hear is, "We want brisket," but it doesn't necessarily mean that they know what they want. Do they want the point? Do they want the flat? And then you kind of have to explain it to them, and that's where our cutter comes in important. He explains it to them. He you know gives them a rundown, but we do see a big. Uh, wide, sorry, more of a wide range of tourists coming out to Marathon and Big Ben that they're interested in the brisket and like interested in barbecue now. And it's recently, I mean, 
I, I feel. Tell me a story blows to mind. I'm guessing. No, no. I'm sure there's someone that's been like, I'm from someplace and I've never. Even I was heard pretty of this. blown away when I had the food. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be bad because I saw the pictures, but I was like, damn, this shit is really good. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of like you heard it here, folks. Lots of like hard, like tough communication, and then it you know you you see smile, you know. Yeah, and see smiles. Thank you, you know. But people that will come up and like to see the pits. We had this pit out here in the open for a while, so it was like super inviting to come up and walk up and see what was going on. And every almost it seemed like every person that was foreign that was walking through was like, I have to go check out what's going on in here. I got to check this. Nope, we open it up, you know, and you, yeah. Well, you think about it, in 99% of the world, they only see tiny versions of this at, like, Home Depot. So when you see one that literally just looks like someone (laughs) expanded one of those little Brinkmans, it's kind of cool to see. For sure. It's also just cool. I mean, it's cool to see just a ton of meat, you know, open it up, and people are just like, whoa, look (laughs) at all those. Do you all have a, a challenge with people out here about, selling out and the idea like you can't just like throw more on the pit it's for sure it's, it's a problem uh, it's a problem yeah <laughs> it's, it's a problem everywhere especially but majority of our guests are either going down to the park or coming from fort Stockton or coming from fort davis or coming from alpine and they're like oh you're already out well sorry i mean right. well, yeah. and, and then you you feel bad but you're like hey man like you can only cook so much and then like people are here line out the door and you can only you know do so much it's nice being in demand, though. It's good, but you you also feel bad. It's a bummer yeah. not having, like, a place across the street that you're like, well, we're sorry, you know, but there's some, you know, you can Being so remote is kind of hard. <laughs> People do travel, for yeah. sure, and then show up and... Do you have a pretty good sense of demand? Are there days where it's like, you cook a little bit, and then all of a sudden, uh, people show up? It's we, pretty unpredictable. It's unpredictable water. <laughs> we want to say that we have it down, but we don't. It, it, it'll change weekly. You, is it because of events or people moving? Or I think it's just weather has to do with it for Big Ben. If the weather's going to be nice in Big Ben, we're going to get, you know, we're going to get a lot of traffic. But it's also if there's something going on in Marfa and Alpine or here, we'll have more traffic. But even on weeks that we don't think we're going to be that busy, we'll sell out. It's just hard. It's hard now. I mean, it's been hard the whole time. But especially with us being so isolated and then you have a line out the door you're like whoa all right let's go you know it's good to have people at your door but at the same time it's hard to judge out here yeah for sure we do and you guys figured out how to make great food so did that did that come from you know you working in the barbecue or do y'all just kind of come together Um, trial and error all trial and error it's 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 the brothers coming together here it's it's Reese a lot of you know, the Reese brothers, yeah. We just kind of learned on the fly. I mean, we didn't mm-hmm. cook anything at La Barbecue. We were cutting, so we kind of learned backwards, like, what it should look like, what it should cut like. Uh, and then we're ready to cook it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so it's we, almost better that way, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, to, ha- to have the idea of a finished product and know what your goal is is helpful for sure. Uh, and then take steps backwards, and it... Uh, it's the, been good. Yeah, the hardest part is, like, you know, when do you pull that thing off? When do you... When is it done? When is it not overdone? Mm-hmm. And if you cut it, then you know the tactile sensation. You know what it feels like when it's done. You know what a tender brisket feels like. Right. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Do you guys prefer to hold it a little bit before you serve it? Or are you kind of you know, finishing it a few hours before? Like at, at some of the places now, they finish it at midnight, and they just hold it for six, eight, ten hours. I'm a fan of a long rest. Yeah? So yeah, are we, we hold. So are we. We hold. Yep. Is that just to give the meat time to kind of soak up its own juices again? Or? Yeah, but also, I mean, you said it earlier, people don't like it when you run out, right? So just being ready way ahead of time with everything, way ahead of time, is just much better than trying to beat the clock to service, you know? I'm pulling off briskets, you know, on on Saturday morning. That's not good because it's like I'm way behind. Something went wrong last night. Like this should be coming. Like we put them on Friday morning. Come off Friday night. 
they rest all night, they're perfect in the morning, and then we're just ready to go. So that, that seems to be the, the way people do it now. It's interesting because there's still places like Snows that are lines out the door for like literally what they pull it off an hour or two before. That's so yeah. you can burn yourself on yeah, that. I've seen, <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. That's the cool thing about Snows though is that they like break all the rules but it's so great. Yeah. They break all the rules. They're open one day a week. Yeah. And I'm, I'm missing, like, I usually go to snow, so. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Yoni. I think it's worth it. I got Joey to, to, to drive out here. Yeah. Rolling with some barbecue nerds. I'll give me a little old little office chair over here to sit on. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys seeing a rise in, like, people showing up? I know there's always people that have no idea how to order or what, but are you starting to see people? I actually, I saw someone ask Clay at Snow's, he said, hey, are these Moberts to the smokers? And so people are starting to get that there's like builders and that yeah. there's an offset barbecue. And are you seeing more knowledge as you're meeting people? Yeah, for sure. I, th- I mean, it's just about how they display that knowledge. Well, you never want to hear the guy that's like, oh, I won a competition in Kansas City or something. Uh, we get that often. Yeah. <laughs> less less knowledge of Moberg and more uh, personal backyard Is glory. that a big Traeger? Y'all ever cook with pellets? Everyone walks up and assumes that we're cooking with mesquite, and they'll hold yeah. the log up, and it's like, no, it's no, not mesquite. It's not mesquite. <laughs> you can... What's the predominant thing out here? Mesquite. Mesquite? <laughs> yeah. Is it, uh, have you tried cooking with it? It's tough. Yeah, I don't like it. We don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Hot, fast. Hot, fast, and it's, no. We've been, uh, yeah, we, we've been forced to from time to time. It's it's tough to get good oak out here, for sure. It's really but hard. We saw some close to Austin, but I didn't see a lot of post oak. <laughs> There's not going to be any post oak out here. No. So you guys get it shipped in, or you guys get it from, uh... Uh, we get it shipped in from Stephenville time to time, but now we've been going to get it. I mean, we'll go get it in Fredericksburg. We'll yeah, go get they it. They got splitter over there, so you yeah, we got it. Yeah, and you, they do. And the best log splitter in the game. I, yeah, I'm not. We have the best log splitter <laughs> in the game. I'm not giving anything away, but we are <laughs> sitting in front of a stack of some very well curated. <laughs> Eric Faust, the smoke trail would really Twigs. enjoy all these. Little, <laughs> all I'm trying to burn up all their big pieces in the burn barrel. <laughs> I'm trying to get the biggest logs I can and put them in there. <laughs> You're gonna have to split them. Yeah. It's a. Uh, is there a reason why you guys like the the little split? You just like to make small adjustments. Well, we have a couple of these uh, different pits around here, and it's easy. The other ones require a little bit more finesse. attention to DTF yeah, finesse. Yeah. Or, yeah. You gotta have something you can work with. The the big pit doesn't mind the the little logs, so it works yeah, out. It. Yeah. Keeps it going. So is it dangerous? Working at a barbecue place that is also a brewery? Is it hard to, like, uh, say no to the taps? Yeah. I'm drinking one right now. Sure. Delicious. <laughs> yeah, I would say I would say it's dangerous to, yeah, I mean, you're you're drinking beers if you're cooking barbecue <laughs> wherever you're going, but it's Pretty convenient much. that we have it yeah. so close. <laughs> it's nice to have good beer. Sure. Should we drag uh, your brother over here? Or? Yeah, here, he can take Hold on, take beer. my mic, because I'm going to go cold that hog up. <laughs> You guys got stuff to do. I can just do the Reese boys. Oh, that's cool. Sit down. Elliot. <laughs> you locked on that one real quick. He's like, yeah. So will, you open, will you open will that you door up, Phil? Oh, yeah. Hey, will you hand me a beer, Phil? Yeah. All right. We just popped that door open, Phil. Yeah, we're bearing. Just like pull it out like a little bit. You want this? I haven't had these yet. So I must have met you guys at the barbecue. You look you look familiar when I got here. You must have seen me there at least once. Probably. At least. You know, that's the first barbecue place I ever went to. Like, in Austin, I used to wait in line, or when there was no line on South First. But that was, you guys worked there after that, right? You worked at the... Yeah, when well, we started Chavez, working there, yeah. it, was, it was lines every day, basically. Nice. And that was a quickie picky? That was before Cookie Piggy at the trailer, just across the street. Okay, across the street, gotcha. So that's where you guys were there when we had like that. Brendan was our, I think our first interview of the show yeah. was Brendan. He 
he showed up like two or three hours after. I would say like <laughs> I'm willing to get the story, and that was that was the the first interview was waiting three hours for Brendan Lamb to show up because he was getting wood. Yep. Do you uh, you guys sound pretty happy being out out here out in the country? For sure, it's been awesome. Honestly, yeah, a nice change of pace. Uh, it's beautiful out here. Can't really. And compared, I used to come out here 10 years ago, and compared to that, that you really have. You got this cool grocer. You got all these little towns are blowing up with restaurants and hotels and Convenience West. So there's two good barbecue places out here at least. Yeah, there's yeah. at least. Yeah, there's Convenience West is some badass stuff. And you guys were giving me the scoop on some good tacos in Fort Stockton. Tacos yeah. OJ, Fort Stockton. Super legit. So how, uh, tell me about Tacos OJ. Is that like... You guys go there once a week, or how far away is that from here? An hour drive. We go, like, once a month, probably. That's it? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes more than that. If we're, like, driving through, we'll sometimes order it in and get it to go. It's a little hard to eat in the car, but we make it happen anyways. And they do mostly tacos, or what? Yeah, I mean, their menu is is pretty unreal when you first see it. It's vast. They do it all. They do it all. You can get enchiladas. They do it all. All of that is the tacos OJ, and it's... I'm not gonna ever. That's actually a menu item as a tacos OJ. Yeah, yeah, and if you go, you have to. You what almost t- kind of have to order. Is it? Is it like? It's like a sada beef. And, it's yeah, like so it's beautiful, like, beautiful, beautiful street tacos. Orange in it, like orange juice in it. No, no, I think it's some like someone's initials, name or something. Yeah. And so it's like really good cooked beef, oh, fresh, yeah. fresh crunchy yeah, onions, yeah. or what's on top? They got cucumbers on there. Really, fresh fresh cucumbers give it a badass yeah. crunch, and yeah, the rest of it. Cilantro, yeah, it's legit. So, how do you, besides cooking barbecue for twelve or fourteen hours straight, how do you how do you stay busy out in Marathon, Texas? That's a hard question. <laughs> uh, we like to play golf, but you know the courses are closed Mondays, so that's one of our off days. That's savage. Tuesdays, too, that sucks. Right. right. <laughs> so Tuesdays we'll go do that. Uh, Mondays, go to Alpine, run some errands. Uh, that True Value is huge. The True Value. Value. It's a good spot. <laughs> uh, they fixed. They helped me fix my camp stove once when I was I was on my way to Big Bend and it broke. <laughs> yeah, they're legit. Yeah, that's a serious problem to have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You 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 want to have a stove? You want to have a stove? <laughs> yeah. Are there? Uh, you know, we've got a burn barrel and all this stuff going. It's pretty green out. I guess there's not much of a burn ban right now. No, I've gotten a good amount of rain, honestly, uh, and hail, which is unfortunate. You got you got dented up. Oh, you yeah. Got some holes in the. No, this is built afterwards. Oh, that was afterwards. <laughs> There's holes in the trucks, that's for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. Like through the windshield, everything? Not the windshield. Taillights, uh, side mirrors. Wow. We had a plastic table sitting outside when this pit was out. And uh, there's golf ball sauce holes through that. Just a plastic table. All right. Frank, West, Frank. West Texas weather is extreme. <laughs> it's hard to predict. <laughs> is it It just comes in out of nowhere or what? Yeah, you it's can flat. See Can't it. you see it coming? You can no, see really. it for a little bit, but you never expect what it's going to bring. And uh, sometimes it's a little worse than you expect. <laughs> Are you, have you had to like hide under bridges and stuff? Not personally, but I've tried. Yeah, we've tried to put our. We there's not a whole lot of coverage out here for <laughs> when it comes to vehicles. So uh, yeah, not a lot of garages and things. Not a whole lot of garages. So we do our best, but I've only become afraid of lightning since we've lived here because you look around and you're like, there's nothing that's that tall that this should strike before it strikes me. You're looking out, <laughs> yeah. and you can see it coming, and you're like, oh, shit. Well, and today we were driving, and we hit these. I even looked on the radar, and they were, like, just dots. And it must be the road must create heat or something because they literally followed, like, a curve in the road, and we just hit them one after the other. And some of them were heavy rain. Some of them were totally cool. Some of them were, like, crazy crosswinds. Yeah. This, Joey was yelling at me. He said <laughs> I kept jerking the wheel. I was like, bro, <laughs> look heat. at the trees. They're going <laughs> sideways right now. <laughs> Yeah, what's that I usually blame to? <laughs> so, did you all know you were going to do this? You wanted to get the hell out of town, and then you found this place, or what? You know, I mean, we've lived in Austin all our lives, so getting out of town was nice for sure. Not the main reason we left, but we saw an opportunity. And, but which uh, came first, leaving here or a brick vault? The brick vault. We left Austin to come out to here. To come cool. out here. Yeah, we wanted to, you know. So you must like Phil. You came all the way out here just to work here. He's After right. our interview, yeah, that was pretty cool, man. <laughs> He's not a bad boss to have. Did you come out to interview or you talked on the phone? Oh, we what? came out to interview, and about three weeks later we were here. Nice. We so. actually botched some briskets on the interview. Yeah. Uh, yeah we were trying cool. to figure this direct heat pit out, which yeah. was the only thing in the pit room when we interviewed. This whole thing was screened off right here, and it was just this pit. And 
we cooked it fat down at first. I mean, it was. I mean, we I'm never surprised <laughs> we got the. We job. never played around. Phil's, yeah, yeah. Phil's rolling his eyes. <laughs> hey, you have to learn. I used to soak wood chips, dude. You know, it's sometimes these podcasts are a place for all of us to just confess our old barbecue sins. You have to screw it all up before you can like have any idea of what you're doing right. Yeah, you have to fail epically. <laughs> I think that's a. I think that's true of most things. There's a bunch of episodes of this podcast no one will ever hear that were. <laughs> pretty much useless <laughs> sometimes like going to competitions you just go in and you hear about some guys you know they've got trophies lining their whole little tent and then you go and the guy's just wasted <laughs> and couldn't care less that you were there yeah. walks away and i'm just like oh, okay this is this is this is fun this is never gonna air uh have you had any interesting people out here dave Grohl likes barbecue i know he's been traveling around dude if we could get dave Grohl out here that would be, That'd be badass he hasn't come yet <laughs> uh you have some interesting people. You see people from like meet people from like Nepal or someplace you've never been. Yeah, yeah, we get people all around the world, uh, which is pretty surprising. I guess Big Ben's a pretty big destination to go to, and so no, so people just don't stop here. They just go to Big Ben. People stay at the Gauge. I see a lot of people staying at the Gauge after their Big Ben trip to you know shower and have yeah. an actual bed to sleep in and probably a good spot for That's that. It's probably one of the reasons that that hotel. So it's a nice hotel. So. They know, like, if you crank it up a little bit, everyone's been deprived of... <laughs> yeah, What's that border checkpoint? I can't get over, like, how f- filthy that makes me feel. I don't have to cross... I don't cross a border. I'm not political, but I'm just like, I'm still in Texas, and I'm a Texan, and I'm an American. Can I just go home? Yeah. Stop Stop making your dog sniff me. <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah, that's yeah, a bit weird. Uh, do you guys go to Big Ben? You get out much, or you here most days of the week? I know p- We're people here. get Mondays and Tuesdays off, but... Yeah, so... Uh, our days off. We uh, I've been once since I've lived here, which has been a year now, and uh, love Big Ben. It's a beautiful spot. Um, I've really wanted to go to Bukias, the crossing, and that's only open Wednesday through Sunday. So nice. that's been a difficult. Uh, it's been a challenge that you got to make one more Reese brother. That's right. You got to find the the lost brother <laughs> and get teach him how to make barbecue. Yeah. Be like, hey, you're coming for us for for a while. We're gonna go to Mexico. Uh, what do you, what do you like so much about Bukias? I've never been. Oh, so you want to go? I want to go. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's the main. Can you you drive there? How do you even get there? I guess you cross on. Uh, oh, you can drive there. You drive there, but there's also a crossing from Big Ben. Do you want to join us? Give you us can some take a some relations across. to the public. <laughs> there's a checkpoint though, and then they they take yeah, you in. Like you can a boat ride, or you can like. A robot. Can you like get drunk in Bukias? What do you do? Oh there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You eat food and get drunk, and the only we've been planning on going on a Sunday. The only issue is if we both get drunk, then the boat leaves. <laughs> We're stuck there until Wednesday. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so that's been. I mean, it's crossed our minds. That's a good way to get uh to get out of work though. We're stuck <laughs> yeah, in Bukias. Can't dude. do anything Sorry. about it. I'm gonna drink another margarita and and cry about it. I left my passport. I'm gonna be here for a while. <laughs> is there? There must be a. Like a road, I guess there's one little road from Mexico that goes to Bukias, like because there's no way, like it's it's not cut off. But when you look on the map, there's like not, there's barely anything there. I think right. it's cu- it's like cut off at the river, and then if you get you pay someone to take you across the river to the checkpoint, and then you're yeah. You're I met good. a guy the last time I was at at Big Bend. We met a guy. We kind of <laughs> like the the river was low, and we talked to him about. Uh, we all had terrible Spanish, so we just kind of talked and played with his pit bull and then <laughs> swam back to America. And yeah, yeah. Is it crazy to think, like, the border's right there? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty great. I mean, I think it's awesome, too, just having it so close, honestly. And it's a big it's a big thrill for us city boys to be out here by the, by the border. It's cool. <clears throat> Do you think it's funny that the two of you ended up cooking barbecue? Not like, necessarily. Did you always kind of, like, have the same interests? Yeah, we definitely have been, yeah, had the same interests. And I guess just lost in college, not knowing what. Yeah, what the fuck we're going to do Where did you go to college? We both went to UT. Okay, so you really never left Austin. No. No. What's wrong right. with you guys? Yeah. Come on. Right. Get out of town. This is our time. <laughs> did you travel much when you were growing up? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Decent amount, I would say. What part of Austin you grew up in? All over the place, honestly. We we moved a lot, yeah. West Austin, so, mainly. West, we went to Austin High. 
Shout out Austin High. <laughs> nice, right downtown. But yeah, I played tennis there a couple times. Oh yeah, that's a it's a cool spot. It's a it's interesting. I was helping someone with some volunteer stuff, and uh, we had to go to the school, and it's like it's like a fortress now. There's like security they stop looks, you before you even go in. Yeah, it kind of looks like a prison. Honestly, <laughs> kind of feels like it too when you're inside. I'm, yeah, I was gonna say most of the kids probably agree with you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well. We're out here in Marathon, Marathon, mm-hmm. and you guys ended up out here. Evan's out here cooking. You want you want to come join us again, Evan? There you go. Back on. The the Reith, the the Reese brothers are uh, they're on the marquee, but your name's bigger, dude. You gotta come, you gotta come, <laughs> <talk> <laughs> some knowledge. Big bold letters. What would you like to Evan know? Laura. I don't know, man. What's what's it like being living your best life? Tell us a story. Uh, so I work in a food truck. These guys actually have a brick and mortar, like <laughs> and a brewery. I'm the one who's envious of them. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I saw you eyeing the uh, dishwasher inside. Yeah. So. yeah, it was really nice. It looks really nice. There's a dishwasher. You don't like have one machine. of those in the food truck? A machine. Yeah. No, we don't have a machine or like a person. Like we wash dishes. I. Tom, Brad, like we collectively wash dishes. You upgraded the the pit that's out there. Why don't you upgrade? Get a bigger trailer. We're going to. We're going to crazy competition trailers with like. Well, no, no, we're not going to go all crazy like that. We're going to get a big twenty foot trailer that we can put our five hundred gallon and this chud box on. Nice. So we can feed from coals from one to the other. Health department says we can only have one trailer out there. So we got to put both of them on one trailer. I think they'll fit. Yeah, we'll build it to fit. Brad's gonna do that or what? <clears throat> yeah, he'll probably do ninety percent of the work. When I say we, I mean Brad. Is it, <laughs> is it is it nice to have a welder in house? It's amazing, and it's amazing that he's super passionate about it, and uh, you know, he's he's awesome. He anytime we have you know something wrong. Cause, and we do often have things going wrong with the pit because I built it. Uh, he, he, you know, is just you know running behind me and sweeping up my trash and fix fixing my mistakes. So, and uh, <clears throat> is it, you know, is that like a weekly thing? Is that, no, no, no. It's only like I don't know once every now and again. You know, it's just like a general maintenance thing. Uh, I saw you added some stuff to it. Can you tell us about the upgrades? Are you going to upgrade it more? Are you just going to upgrade Which, to a different pit? The OG pit. You put it like a different smokestack on it and stuff? No, it's had the same smokestack. Um, it didn't used to have a firebox door, so we put a door on it. They had a door, it just didn't really <laughs> shut. Yeah. Now it has a nice door. <laughs> but don't you think it's a testament to your skill that you could cook good barbecue on you know, a pit you made? Uh, I mean, that pit works really well, first of all. Uh, with or without a door, <laughs> cooks really good barbecue. I can't, I can't disagree with you. Hasn't quite fallen apart. Um, I don't know. It depends. If you have a completely trash pit, it's hard to produce something good on it. It's more of a challenge. If you have a really good pit, it just makes it easy. So, and you're just bored all the time, though. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> that's that's when you throw other cool stuff on. Uh, we were talking about that. Throw up a big, favorite snack to throw. Big screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hot dogs. Never hot ever dogs. scored. Hot dogs. Don't squirt. Hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. what else. I like throwing a little slab of salmon on there every now and then. Smokes fish. Are you, uh... Brad always cooks ribs. We don't have ribs on our menu. So, he's always cooking like ribs. Like a full spare rib rack, or...? Yeah, usually spares, or man, sometimes some baby bags. Do you, uh... Do you have a certain spot you like to put those, or do you like to cook them a little hotter, or...? No, I kind of like to baby them. Ribs, I mean... Because you can cook them. Give them a lot of smoke. Wait till they render. They're going to start to get glossy. Then maybe flip them over if you want. Wrap them up. Some people flip them. Some people don't. Some people wrap them. Some people wrap them. Some people don't. Smart people wrap them. You guys have a... We don't flip, but we do wrap. We wrap it. Paper? Foil. Foil? Foil. 
Is that just to kind of like blast through the last bit, or you got the you get the the skin where you want it, so you're happy, or what? Yeah, we cook them pretty. We let them go for quite a while, so they're they're relatively tender when they go in the foil, but it just kind of helps them finish, and then holding them in the foil is helpful. We do sauce and a little apple cider and water nice. spritz so it's the foil works out for that it's all for about sure. the spritz right the pork yeah. likes the spritz <laughs> well it's uh you know you're kind of removing and reintroducing moisture right but this is isn't this kind of the best time to, to cook these humid days kind of keeps everything running a little better for sure it's hard to say humid out here since we're from austin and we like felt it so Intensely for the last it's years bad. cooking, it's getting, it's getting more humid. Yeah. Out here, I mean, Hotter. yeah, people say humid out here, and it's like dry tub. I mean, we yeah. it feels it's nice out here. It's really <laughs> nice right now. Yeah, it's, this is a perfect night. It's good weather. It's great weather. Philip Bruce. Philip Bruce. Uh, don't you think it's the awesome weather will snap back like it it did what 12, 15 years ago when it was just like desert for three summers? Well. I mean, this just going to be crazy swings in temperatures. We, the colds are going to be colder, the hots are going to be hotter, the thunderstorms are going to be worse. It's called global warming, folks. <laughs> it's real. Texas is going to get it. Climate change. Texas is going to get it hard. We've, we've had some of the biggest swings. I was looking at something about that. It's nuts. It's, storms have gotten intense lately. Everywhere, I feel like. But at the same time, don't you think it's interesting because like now the cattle out here has got to be getting fat. Green grass everywhere. The hay is probably super good. It's probably really. I mean, I, I've been out here a dozen times maybe, and I don't. I can't remember one time where I was like everything's green. Like the side of the road's green. That mountain's green. Everything in any direction is green. It's kind of cool to see. Yeah. Like I didn't even know it was possible. It's a pretty place when it's all green for yeah. sure. Uh, do you guys get what's like? the longest run that you might do like in a day you just go to the the french connection here or what you guys have like, For, little day trips you like to take yeah i mean we take day trips on our off days basically every every day that we're off we'll either go to alpine go to fort stockton depending on what we need uh but oh, yeah you desert. can't get a we don't yeah we don't shop a whole lot at the french grocery no Anyone that's right behind you? I mean, if we're grabbing it. The $26.18 packs are not. Never. <laughs> uh, what's, what's the, the thing to do in Alpine? Have you eaten at the Penny Diner? I've never been at the Penny Diner. We haven't been there, no. no. What, what's, what's the go-to Alpine spot? There's a Riata in Alpine. It's, like, very similar to what we have at the hotel here. So it's, like, chicken fried steaks, steaks, burgers. Yeah. Same thing. Texas. Yes, Texas Southwest. Yep, this. That's what you and had for dinner, right, Evan? Chicken fried steak? Yes, I did. It was delicious. Did you have jalapeno gravy? Jalapeno gravy. That's yeah. the way to do it. <laughs> do you think there's a way to mess with that as a chef, or do you think that's a perfect dish? With chicken fried steak? Yeah. Um, chicken fried steak as a dish is a little heavy. I think I would, I don't know, throw something a little bit fresh on top. It might be kind of nice. Chimichurri or like more than that? No, maybe just like a little, I don't know, just like a little herb salad or just just a little something that's got some brightness to it on the side. Might be nice. Yeah, we were at Convenience West today and it was nice. They had pickles and onions and pickles yeah. and red onions and uh, like a bunch of different sides. They even had like a, it's like arugula salad. It was, yeah. it was nice to get a kind of a fresh crunch before you... There were some vegetables on the side of the plate. I ate all those, um, and it was good. They do a badass job with sides, mixing it up. Yeah, for sure. So, on this show, we talk a, a lot about you know your message to the people out there, your message to the enthusiasts, the people that are in hit rooms, maybe even watching this on YouTube. Uh, what's your message to? I mean, Evan, you're here as a seasoned guy. You got some young whippersnappers here that are ambitious and getting in the game. Uh, you know, what's your message? What's y'all's message to people out there that are trying to get where you're at? Um, well, I'm still trying to get where they're at. I'm going to say that again because they have a brick and mortar and a food truck. But 
But they invited you out here, so you know, all, <laughs> you're guests of each other. Uh, I would say two things. I would say, first of all, find your niche, do something unique. You know, make it good, but make it different. I would also say, season all sides of your brisket, man. See some of these pics <laughs> on the gram. These people only be seasoning <laughs> the sides of their briskets yeah. and the sides of their pork butts. Give the sides shit. are the best. You're going to give me a burnout with no seasoning on it? So they're just doing that Get the top here. and the bottom or what? Yeah. <laughs> All sides. Sacrilege. Everywhere. Don't score your hot dogs. Never. Seasoning on all sides. Every side. Anything else you're, you're very passionate about? Fritos. On every single side dish. <laughs> <laughs> every single one. It works on every one. Prove me wrong. Perfect. Nick, what's your message to the guys that want to be a pit master just like you? Fucking keep it simple. Do do what needs to be done, but don't. I, I don't know. We, we, we're not bound by a lot of like tradition or any style of cooking out here, but at the same time, keeping it as simple as we can and and doing German Czech stuff and, and also paying respect to that is is cool, I think. You know, keep, like, watching a fire for 15 hours, you know, and, and being passionate about being there for 15 hours. You know, give a shit while you're there. Attention to detail, little things. But I, yeah, I dig the old school approach and, like, the, you know, we just burn on off stick, offset, Stick burners. Yeah, very, very small sticks. Slow kindling. (laughs) Yep, the twig forger is what they call me. (laughs) Twig forger. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'd say just do your thing. And uh, what works, works. And as long as you're passionate about it again, like, that's all that matters. If you love cooking, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Are you guys, do the Reese brothers have anything in store? Are you guys going to change it up? You got Evan Leroy here. He could give you give you some tips on some wild recipes you might have hidden in those pockets. Oh, we're always trying to pick his brain, but, <laughs> you know, just not, just not in, like right now. I'm give him my best pork rib <laughs> recipe. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Phil. Thank you. He's, he's our he's our background laughter, uh, and I appreciate you guys. You know, so it's cool to see barbecue growing. I'm, running around the state and the country just trying to chase the story so it's cool to be here and watch the stars and take take my time out here in marathon absolutely yeah <laughs> hey we appreciate you coming yeah, thank you hey. coming to hang listen to the cricket thank you i'll let you guys get back to experimenting <laughs> and uh, tasting all the, the delicious things around the pit thanks yeah. hey come in and meet man y'all don't see me eat man hit on the meat man Y'all to see me eat now. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green to show the hell that like a meat on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat now.